Welcome to the Raw and Uncensored Ambitious Podcast. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh yeah, here I am, the original HBIC, Katie motherfucking boy. And on today's episode of the Ambitious Podcast, we have one of my closest friends, my soul sister, and just an absolute inspiration to me, Maureen Hancock. Maureen is an internationally renowned spiritual medium, intuitive teacher, lecturer, holistic healer, and the author of the best-selling book, The Medium Next Door, Adventures of a Real-Life Ghost Whisperer. She has starred in the Style Network's documentary, Psychic in Suburbia, along with ABC Media Productions and the producers of The Ghost Whisperer, have also worked together to present this inspirational out-of-this-world television show. Maureen has been interviewed by Everyone and their brother, including CNN, Associated Press, VH1, Martha Stewart Living, and the Boston Globe, Coast to Coast Radio, WROR with Lauren and Wally. She's been everywhere from local radio to ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. And she was also, and this is one of my favorite things because I love Ricky Lake, her and Ricky are really close friends, and she also was a reoccurring guest on the Ricky Lake show forever. Maureen has spent decades demystifying the overwhelming subject matter of death and helping individuals to flex their intuitive muscle and tap into their messages from spirit, which is what we're going to be talking about hardcore on today's episode of the Ambitious Podcast. Maureen calls herself a teacher of sorts, and she works... Her work has brought comfort, hope, and healing to the masses. She's taught workshops on intuition, building to law enforcement, medical professionals, financial experts, and, as she says, the average Joe. She spends much of her time giving back by assisting those with terminal illness, sitting with the newly bereaved parents, aiding law enforcement, including the FBI, and motivational speaking about life after death, stress management, intuition, and perspective building. Like I said before, she's a recurring guest on the Ricky Lake show, and she's actually in the middle of filming a new pilot for a major network. She's been on Gaia television. I mean, Maureen is really killing it, and you can find her um, on her website. Everything's going to be in the show notes. You can find her on her website, MaureenHancock.com. She has incredible live mediumship events. She has spiritual grief retreats all over the world, and she also has One of my favorite things is Maureen Hancock University, and we're going to be getting so down and so real and so raw on today's episode with Maureen, and I know you're going to love it out there in a bitch's land. So without further ado, let's talk to my good friend, Maureen Hancock. And bitches, I am so freaking excited for you to experience my bestie, my soul sister, the medium next door, my spooky friend, Maureen Hancock. Maureen, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy ass life to be here. 
Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I cannot wait for the girls to hear your story. And I mean, you have not just the best story, but you have all these little stories that are kind of sprinkled in like rainbow sprinkles throughout your life that are going to not only inspire, empower, but of course, you're very fucking entertaining and super educational. So I cannot wait to get into it. So let's start at the very beginning. Like I always say, it's a very good place to start because I want people to know your story. And your story is, to me is just so freaking fascinating. Even And it, many times as I hear it, I like to tell it again, tell it again. So let's start at the very beginning. Talk about your childhood and where all of this mediumship came yeah. from. So as a two-year-old, I chewed the windowsills, ate lead paint, and uh, everything back in the day, you know, in this, this, I was born in 67. So in 1969, everything was lead paint based, chewed the windowsills, the crib, I slipped into a coma. Uh, they didn't know what was wrong with me. And then I was in Children's Hospital in Boston for three years. So about a year straight in a coma for a while. And then they created chelation, which is removing heavy metals from the blood from me, Dr. Grafe at uh, Children's. But when I came home from the hospital, I'm five years old and I'm seeing spirits walking all around the house. I didn't know they were spirits. They were dressed as pilgrims. I'm, I shit you not. And I'm like, who are all these people? I said that to one of my sisters and she was like, you need to shut up. They're going to take you back to the hospital. But the room was surrounded by people. And then I got a clue when they walked through the door. Ooh. They didn't open it. No big it deal. just walked. It was, I, and I remember it to this day. It's wow. crazy. And then the Sacred Heart of Jesus picture in every good Catholic home absolutely had one started too. started to speak to me. And I said to my little four foot ten Irish mother, "I'm like that guy's lips are moving." <laughs> she was like, "What's he saying?" Oh my god! So every we would have a come to Jesus moment every morning. She would bring me over to Jesus, and she'd be like, "Are the guy's lips moving?" But he told me certain things. Like I remember saying to her, he said, Grammy's going to have a heart attack on Wednesday. Wow. Sure. My grandmother lived with us, my mother's mother. And Wednesday came and my mother was prepared and she saved her mother's life. She had a heart attack. Wow. So it was crazy stuff. And that was the beginning of it. And it was like a lot of kids are open to spirit now and babies can see them. They smile, they laugh. Kids talk about somebody they've never met. They can point to pictures, have conversations. You can hear them through baby monitors, talking like somebody's in the room. You know that, right? Oh yeah. I'm a spooky bitch too. Not mm -hmm. as spooky as you, but I'm pretty spooky. <laughs> Did you ever have a lady floating over your bed when you were little? Oh, all the time. I oh saw, my God. I saw dead people all the time, but I think that maybe you, your mom was a little bit more open than my mother. I, I don't know no. if that's true or not. Was, was Grace open to it? No, not at first. She was like, you know, when I, so let me cut to then the car accident, which yes. sort of opened it up again. And then I'll tell you what my mother said. So as a child, you know, I'm saying Jesus is talking. She's going to listen because my mother, head of the God squad, squeezing the beads, Mary on the half shell, you know, all yeah. my neighbors were Portuguese. So oh, everybody yeah. had Mary on the half shell. Damn right. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I was in a car accident at 25 years old, 1992, I was at the Roxy nightclub in Boston. I used to bartend there. Stop. Yeah, I was a bartender in the VIP room. 
Wow. Yeah, I was well, I I didn't do that until like 99, so that was a little past your Roxy days. Just so I was past. I was dancing with Kevin McHale and Robert Parrish. They were always in there. Mo Vaughn from the Red Sox was oh, like yeah. One of, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, they didn't know I was dancing with them. So I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember just getting shooed away. Thank God there was no social media back then, Maureen. It oh yeah. Been bad news bears. Because I was like flat chested and little Irish. Hello. You know. Hail Mary. <laughs> and they were looking for the bimbo. So yeah. anyway, I was the designated driver. Uh, my sister was with me, Patrice, and I had just dropped her off and my friend Terry. But I was working in a law firm in Boston, long hours, and I fell asleep at the wheel. It was just one of these, you know, yep. head gets heavy. Oh, I I've hit a there. tree. You have. I didn't hit a tree, though. But I have fallen asleep when I was driving. Back in the dizzle. Not anymore. I'm too, I don't go anywhere. No, me. <laughs> I'm agoraphobic. <laughs> And, you know, I just, I remember feeling this warm rush go through my body and I heard my grandmother's voice like, oh, Maureen. And I feel like she protected me. I mean, I bent the steering wheel in half with my face. I broke, I broke everything from fractured skull, nose, cheeks, jaw, 30 stitches right down the middle here. And I was shipped to Mass General, Mass Iron Air from the Godded. Remember the Goddard? Oh, I do remember the Goddard Hospital. Yep. Thank God they transferred me. And I was set up for all kinds of surgery. They took a second CAT scan. Everything was healed. They were bringing in doctors, like I remember 10, 20 at a time, trying to figure it out. Divine intervention at its finest. It was my grandmother and Mary and Jesus and everybody else. And um, after that, I started to hear voices. So then I became Claire audience and I'm hearing within very scary. So I told my mother and I said to her, you know, Grammy was with me. Oh yeah. And I'm like, and she said to tell you, if you didn't believe me that there's a statue of St. Christopher in your closet and it's all broken and it's wrapped in newspaper. Now she had a walk-in closet that was filled to the brim. Like the closet was hoarders. Our life wasn't. She turned white grabbed my hand. We went upstairs, pulled this paper thing out of the back of the closet. There it was. She took it off. She's like, is this the statue? And it was. Holy and I was shit. like, yes. Then she started to believe me. And so she started. Like you, you, you proved to her, yep. even though she wasn't asking for that. But you were like, no, I'm going to prove this to you right now. After everything that I just went through, like you're going to listen up. Yes. Wow. And then my biggest supporter, you know, she was naming my book and just bringing people to my shows, giving everybody my book, The Medium Next Door, Adventures of a Real Life Ghost Whisper. <laughs> I want to talk about the book, too, down, you know, on the podcast today, because I, I think it's just one of the best things ever. And I think that more people need to tap into these parts of themselves, because as you say, everyone has the gift in some way, shape or form, because we're all humans and we all have this gift. But a lot of people, A, shun it away or B, they're super afraid of it because they don't want to be ridiculed by people around them or they don't know how to tap into it. And a lot of the things that I think are so wonderful that you educate on in Maureen Hancock University, which I also want to get to in the podcast, is how to tap into all of your Claire's. Mm -hmm. And how to really, and like, you don't have to go on the road and be a medium like you, but you can do it within your own life. And it just is such a divine, I think it's just so divine to be able to tap into those resources that we all have. 
we do all have them. And I call them abilities that we were born with and to see, feel, hear, sense. And I feel like we question it too much. And like you said, some people are afraid of it. Some people just don't want it. But it's part of our makeup. It's who we are. And you're seeing mediums pop up everywhere, right? But all over TikTok and whatnot. But, But it's because like we all have the abilities. So when you stop fearing it, you can let it in. So clear audience, you're hearing in your own mind's voice within yourself. Have you ever heard your name being called after a, a night of other spirits like Jose Cuervo and Captain oh, yeah. Morgan? Yes. yes. <laughs> but this is within. And it's that little voice that tells you, like, look over your shoulder when you're driving and you have a near miss or call your mother and she's like, this just happened to your dad or whatever. So we have these intuitive hits all day. And then when we're just human, we question it, we block it, we're so stressed, we're anxious, we're depressed, we're busy. And then that puts layers of energy on top of what could be such a beautiful, normal thing. And besides the clairaudience, clairvoyance, if you've never heard of the clairs, everybody, clairvoyance, what is that? It's a clear seeing. It's just all of a sudden, it just comes over you. You just know. Someone walks into a room, you have a gauge. I like this person's energy. I don't like this person's energy. You're drawn to certain books. Uh, you look down at the beach and there's a heart-shaped rock. So we're always being drawn to energy, right? But clairvoyance, you just have a knowing or maybe a movie plays out, a picture shows up in your head. And clairsentience or sentience, you feel with your body. It is that gauge like I was just talking about. And then clear channeling you might uh, take over that person's, the spirit's personality. I don't love it, but it's that Whoopi Goldberg moment of like, Morticia, Orlando, is that you? Damn, baby, what'd you do to your hair? It's Autumn Sunrise. Uh, It's the movie Ghost, in case you think I'm on the crack pipe. Some of my bitches are youngins. They probably have never watched Ghost, but you know that that's Matt's favorite thing that you do. Because you do it sometimes in your shows, and he's like, I love when she does that. I love when she does that. But I've I've actually had spirits take over my body, and I've been almost like possessed (gasps) before. And you know when I, and I don't really do this anymore, but it's when I drink. So when I drink alcohol, it like opens me up for like any kind of like spirit to take my fucking meat puppet for a ride. And then the next day I'm like, what the fuck was that? And Matt was like, your eyes looked strange. You were talking differently. Like, and it's happened to Matt too when, cause he, as you know, he goes in and out of the hospitals for work and he would come home and he would be like sitting at the dinner table and he'd be like, I believe I can fly. Like sounding like some old black woman from the South. And I'm like, whatever the fuck you have on you get the fuck out of my house and go clear it because when people as you know when people pass on they go to the light and if they're in a hospital you're in the hospital and matt is a very bright light as am i as are you they think that you're the light and they go to you and glom onto you so it's very important to protect yourself and i always tell him like did you protect yourself before you went in the hospital today and he's like i forgot and i'm like okay all right Get out, go in the hot tub. Yeah, go wash yourself. To a sage fire. Right. Um, But yeah, when you drink alcohol, you lower your vibration. So you're more susceptible to mischievous spirits to come in, just like playing with a Ouija board when you don't know what you're doing or even table tipping. So you have to be well-versed in it and not just mess around with it. And I've noticed a lot of uh, mediums 
or students of mine in the university, they're like, how come when I'm at a bar, like I just feel it come on. I'm like, no, don't open that portal when you're drinking because you don't know what the hell is going to come in. Yep. So yeah. Oh yeah. I do that too. Like I've years ago, I don't do it anymore, but we would like be at a bar and I would look at the person and say, so your grandfather is standing next to you and he wants me to tell you this. And my husband's like, all right, we're going home now because he would get so mad at me. He's like, people aren't asking you to do this and you're just pushing it on them. Maybe they're not just like open to it, dummy. And I'm like, okay. And then I stopped doing that because in my head, I thought it was like a good thing, but it's not, it's not, it's oh. not healthy. Are you ready for this? So uh, two years ago, I was at a restaurant locally with my husband. And like when I go out, like I'm off, I try to switch off. (gasps) And so sitting at the bar and the woman next to me was looking over smiling, which is fine. And I'm happy, gracious, whatever. And because they recognize you and they're already like, oh, maybe if I shit a little closer to her, she'll read me. Yes. And so I'm just trying to have a vodka soda with my hubby. And even just dinner. So the dinner comes and she grabs my arm and she's like, listen, my husband's mother just died. I need you to tell him something because he doesn't believe. And I said the old me before menopause would do it, right? Uh, The me now in menopause, I, I have a voice. I found my voice and I was just like, listen, I'm with my husband and, you know, dinner just came and I don't do that when I'm out, but go to my website. You can check out events, da, da, da. She squeezes my arm hard and she goes, you need to tell me something right now. I'm not okay. All I said was, you're going to be okay. And she took that as, so she had a complete psychotic break, started yelling. uh, Can I swear? Oh, yeah. Please. This is the ambitious fucking podcast. Of course you can. (laughs) But she was screaming like, what the fuck? What the fuck? In the restaurant of 200 people, falls to the floor, starts convulsing, like flopping like a flounder. And then my husband was a psych nurse and um, he knew he and the husband looked at me and he goes, what did you do to her? You did this. You did it. Mm -hmm. You did this. You did this. I go, I did not. I said, I'm here with my husband eating dinner. Your wife wanted me to read you because your mother died. I told her no. And here's what happened. So they call an ambulance fight, you know, and then the, all the restaurant workers were like, where your witness, Maureen, the bartender was like, I'll be your witness. I had to take names and they took her off. And my husband knew, he said, is she on new medication? Yes. What is it? He tells her him he goes she can't drink on that and she was like on her third drink and that will cause a psychotic break so my point is don't mess around don't attack read people don't think that it's you know shits and giggles and puppies and butterflies it's not because some people it's triggering it's traumatic and you know you you can say listen do you believe in xyz are you open to that uh, would you be open if I gave you a message? And people will say like, yes or no. Right. So you have you have to have medium ethics, people. Oh, please. No one has any ethics nowadays with any of this kind of stuff. It's just, oh. it's insane that people just think that they can walk around and treat people like this because- Or any actually, ethics. You, 
<laughs> zero, <laughs> zero mm-hmm. ethics. Oh my God. So I know that you have done work with FBI, with police. Can you tell us some kind of like cool, spooky, Maureen, fun stories that like are ended really well? Because I know a lot of your stories and I just think that they're absolutely incredible. Like I love mm-hmm. the story about the woman who was being, this sounds like kind of dark, but like the woman who was being sex trafficked. Yes. You just read my mind because that's one that comes to mind. And this just happened a year ago in Boston. There was a teenager who um, she had just moved back to her dad's from Chicago in Belmont, Mass. And then she disappeared. The mom reached out to me. We did a session by Zoom. And what happens when I do missing person cases is right away, I want to know their last known address where they were seen. Then the old days, I used to have FBI police or family send me maps. And they would literally send me the cylinder maps. Like, remember Peter Brady oh, yeah. running through the amusement park trying to yes. get the plants to dad? Yes, I do. <laughs> I love the Brady Bunch. And then the little tiki. You that's know. Matt. Matt's the bad tiki. That's his nickname. Stop. That's my, yeah. Oh, that's a whole other story for a different day. But yeah, I lo- I'm obsessed with the Brady Bunch. I, I always quote the Brady Bunch and no one knows what the fuck I'm talking about. It's like when the spider was like, remember the friggin' What's the dog's name? Oh, shit. Fuck you, Maureen. I do this. This is trivia I do at bars. Wait a minute. You won't get it. Tell me. Tiger. No, Wait, one tiger. more. I have to do this. Tell me. What was um, Cindy's doll's name? Oh, my God. I don't know. Oh, you are killing me today. Kitty Curio. <laughs> like not to Curio. be confused. Not to be confused with Mrs. Beasley. That was oh. another show. <laughs> That's just, Mrs. Beasley. Oh, you're killing love, it today. I love that. I have everything that ends in D. ADD, ADHD. Same. ACDC. Same. ODD. OCD. <laughs> Anyway, oh God, so let me that. get back to the the serious stuff, the police yes. work. So they send me maps, but now I can go on Google Maps and I'll actually do Google Earth. I can pinpoint, I can feel the energy. So but with this gal, this teenager, oh my gosh. So I said to the mom, I'm like, okay, she met someone on Snapchat. I can see the conversation. She's at a white triple decker in Roxbury. And she's like, well, the FBI, I, she goes, can you get a street name? And I remember it started with an S. I'm making this up, like Seaver Street. And then um, she's like, that's the street. I think it was Pleasant Street. And then um, she said, actually, the FBI, they're there now questioning. And I came up with a name. And she's like, oh, my God, that's her friend who was hooking her up with a job or whatever. I'm like, she's with him. And I, she said, okay, I'll call you back. She calls me back. She goes, she goes, I told the FBI, they cleared the house. She's not there. I said, she is there. She's in the back room on the third floor. If you go in the corner, they have her, it's like a little alcove. Send them back in. Like I was adamant. She calls them. Half hour later, she calls me screaming. They found her. They went back in. And and she had to, she goes, I had to like pull my psychic card. I said, Maureen Hancock, the medium, she's legit. Cause I've done work with the FBI. Of course so, you, have. you know, some of them know me, not all. And 
she was uh, an hour away from being trafficked. Logan Airport, they found fake passports, tickets. This and oh, that. my God. Every hair on my body, including the hair in my grundle, is standing straight the fuck up. Like, that shit blows my freaking mind. I mean, that's the thing is, like, what you do, like, in your shows, and you know I love your shows. They're so fucking entertaining. But you really help people, not just, like, on a level where it's like, oh, your grandmother's here. She wants me to tell you this. And you make people's hearts feel full and they can have closure. But you freaking save people's lives. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, I'm not trying to blow smoke, but I you know, and I blow. and I am so humbled by it. And I noticed that energy, right, is stronger when they're still alive because I've done a lot of cases where they eat the cold cases. What does that mean? They've kind of run dry with leads and and it's gone nowhere. Uh, if somebody's newly missing, I have much better luck today. I'm working on a case, a woman, 33-year-old in California. She's only been missing for two days. So I'll have better luck with that. But then I work on cases like uh, the Mara Murray case. In my book, I call it Laura Missing, but I came out with it on my podcast, The Medium Next Door. And um, But there's there's a lot to be said with like if it's newer the energy stronger. Same with when I'm connecting with spirit. Um, I just did a few events this past week and two days passed, a month passed, three weeks, three months. Typically you should allow them a couple of months to get transitioned and to be able to come through. But people die and they're like, MarieHancock.com and buying tickets to Postcards from Heaven. But um, that's not to say I, I just connected a woman with her dad and she kept saying, no, no. I'm like, your dad's here. No. I said, was he a fireman? Yeah. I'm like, he's here. He's not deceased. She was like, well, it's been 50 years. And I was like, honey, dead is he's, dead. He's still dead. <laughs> still dead. Hate to clue you. People are loco. Even when I went to your last show, you know, I had gone to the last show that I went to, and you're like, is there a, you know, something so ridiculous? Like, is there a Salvatore in the room? Is there a Salvatore? And people like, everyone's just like looking like slack jaw, like, what? What are you talking about? And then all of a sudden, like 10 minutes later, the lady's like, oh, yeah, my husband's name is Salvatore. It's like, shut, really, babe? You didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but he's been dead for 30 years. It doesn't matter. They're still dead still dead but like you know the energy is stronger more recent and that brings me to people always say like how come i'm not getting the signs i got when they first passed when they first pass the energy is just so intense that they're trying to help us survive they're trying to help us to know that they're okay they're still with us so in the first six months especially younger kids teens 20s they're going to come in hardcore you're going to see shadows out of the corner of your eye you're going to see flashes of light they'll use birds they'll use butterflies dragonflies lighter fair energy to manipulate it they also can use transfiguration that's when they make their face appear on another's and it's their face for a second. And then you do a double take. Have, has that ever happened to oh, you? Oh, so many times. So many freaking times. <laughs> Who do yeah. you see? Your grandmother? Um, I see my grandmother. And I so I see my grandmother, my Nana Pearl, my dad's my dad's mom. And I also see my other grandmother, uh, Mary, who's my mom's mom. And I saw her a lot when I was little. She would sit on the toy box in my room. I had a like an old fashioned wooden toy box and she would sit there and she would tell me all these stories. And then stories that like I would never known as a, like a very young child. And I would say to my mom, you know, like, 
Vavor came to me last night and said all these things to me. And my mother would be like, oh, that's nice. You know, she wasn't even like listening to me. And then I said, she told me how you lost your teeth. And my mother would like turn around like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, there's no way you should know. And I said, you were with this kid. And I named them by name and this person. And my mom stole. They all had like a day off from school because it was snowing back in the in the late 60s, because this is what people did. Right. You would like steal a hood of a car from the poor farms, which was like what we used to call the dump in Taunton. OK, it's called the poor farms. And they would st- steal a hood of a car and they would go sledding on the fucking hood of a car. Like how poor were you? How poor were you? This is what Portuguese people did. We didn't understand the winter. And my mom went face first into a tree and knocked her teeth out. And she has like a Maryland bridge in her mouth. And you would never, ever, ever know. And like I said that to her and my grandmother said, I want you to tell her this story because that's how she'll know. That's how uh, she'll and I know. I have chills. Yeah. And then, you know, that's, it's really crazy because when I told her that, I had a grand mal seizure that night. And I ended up in Children's Hospital like they like, you know, put electrodes in my head and it was really bad. And I think it's so funny because your diathesis stress of your mediumship came after you ate all the fucking lead paint and you went into that coma. Uh And I think that happens to a lot of children where they have this gift and no one's kind of listening or it's not really strong. And then you have like this sickness, illness or disease or this like near death experience that brings it's called diathesis stress. It brings that out in you like Mm. almost instantaneously so for me it was portal yeah yeah yep so i went i had like 105 temperature i went to a grand mal seizure and i ended up at children's hospital in rhode island for a while for a really long time yeah and then and then it was just a floodgate then it was just like you know if i go into a room I, because ha- I, we always talk about this, right? Stop and sh- stop and plop. We always know where to shit because we have like irritable bowel syndrome because we always have like anxiety, right? The I minute I walk into a mall, I crown. <laughs> Turtle Walk into a mall. I am just like, and I want to faint. I sit in a parking lot of Roach Brothers for a half hour before I go in. Anybody else? Bueller? Um, I'm usually on the phone with you and you're like, I'm sitting in the car. I don't want to go in. I'm like, get fucking Whole Foods delivery, bitch. Why are you putting yourself through this, dude? I don't even do it anymore because I get violently sick. And it's really funny because when I was younger, I would always like, I knew it was bad for me, but I would always force myself to go to places because I'm like, I don't want to be a weirdo. I want to be just like a regular human. And I would go to like concerts and shit. And I would walk into the concert and there, say there was 100 people at this like small venue. I literally would feel the weight of 400 people around me because it was all their shit that they had with them, like all their weird like doodads hanging around them. And then I would get explosive diarrhea. And then I would be like, I have to go. I shit my pants. I'm soiled. <laughs> like, yeah, that would you be can't. My you cannot trust a fart ever. Can't trust a fart. No, 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 no. Especially no, no. if you're Irish, especially. But I know you, I have I mean, a little bit of a stronger colon because I'm Portuguese, you know. See? But you Irish people, man, it goes right through you like water. Oh yeah, and you know, speaking of the empath that we are, right? The super sensitive, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners and students are empaths because All. they're drawn to yes. teachers like us, right? To help make them stronger and ambitious, right? So as a child, a lot of empaths are uh, super sensitive and shy or they're friends with everybody but nobody and they only let one or two in. Were you like that? Uh, Yeah, I had like, I was literally the mayor of Munchkin City. Everyone was my friend, but I had no friends. Like no one, I only had like one or two people that I could like real, and they were 
total misfits and they were totally like fringe dwellers. They weren't like the normal kids. There you go. Same, same. Yep. Just different. And then empaths will be sensitive to foods and have allergies and sometimes autoimmune and sometimes, uh, you know, like the gluten sensitivities and all this kind of stuff where your stomach is a mess, you can't watch the news. And so um, I read a book when I was younger called You Are Sensitive, Dr. Emil Faith. Never heard of that. Have you ever read that? So I'm going to write it down and read it. I, he is the original um, medical medium. So before Anthony Williams, and he wrote, you are sensitive, and it was my Bible. So anybody listening, or you want to help your your kids. And then another book that helped me because empaths are prone to panic attacks and anxiety stuff from panic to power. Oh, that, that. that book helped me a lot. Ooh, thank you for those two recommendations. That's awesome. Especially I, for kids right yeah. now coming out. Oh, they have what? no tools, so they turn to drugs. Why That's what think I that, think. I agree with you. And why do you, in your opinion, think that there's so many special children right now? Like, I feel like there's so many children out there because I, like you, can look at a child and go, oh, he's touched or she's touched. She has the gift. And the mm-hmm. parents are like fucking zombies. They're like, duh. And, they're, and I'm like, how the hell did you two people make this special little beautiful, empathic, medium, you know, whatever child, right? Mm. Why do you think that so many children right now are coming through? Do you think it's to shift our earth? Like, what do you think it is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've just read my mind. I'm like the shift, the shift. And everybody can notice, I hope, Maybe not everybody, no, but no, no, the, zombie, the zombies can't. They're like, okay, where's my flaming hot Cheetos? I got to go watch more Povich and shit myself. That's so, what I <laughs> exactly. But there is a shift right now. And I do feel like there is uh, just this whole new, you know, regime of young people coming in that are so gifted, like you said, but they're here to wake us the fuck up. Yes. And, but it's really hard before it gets better. It's really hard. So I'm seeing a lot of suicides in young people. Uh, it's just really hard to stay the course and to stay here and to have the tools to be able to deal with the influx of energy and, you know, definitely even star seeds coming in and for people that don't know that the you want to talk children the rainbow children i believe that i'm an indigo child and i think that you are too because mm. we're kind of the same generation and i believe that like the, the first wave of initiates that we're going to shift our world into the age of aquarius which is what we're shifting into right now they started coming in in the 60s and then the next ch- wave of children came and they're more of the rainbow children and then the next children come are coming in there. They call the crystals or the star seeds. And each one of the waves of initiates, like whether you're an indigo child or a rainbow or a crystal or star seed, they all have different characteristics. They all have very different um, like modalities of healing. Right. So like mm. the the you know, we are, we are um, truly the indigo p- children, right? So the indigo children came in and they're like, fuck it, fuck it all. Fuck the patriarchy. We're not taking any shit from no one. We're going to like, we kind of came in like with our like fist clenched, like we're going to fuck this thing up. We're going to break this machine. And you know, you and I have been doing that for a really long time in our own certain ways, but these new children are coming in and they're lighter and they're more high vibrational, like like crystals, right? And mm. they're and they're shifting the world in a different way. And I think a lot of the children who have, and I hate to say this because people come for me, but I don't give a fuck. Um, a lot of children who have autism, 
or oh, yeah. Asperger's, right? Or they have these like different types of um, what people would call like, you know, disorders or whatever. It's almost actually like a gift because mm-hmm. they see the world in a different way. And then the people around them have to relate to them in a different way. So it changes the people. My, that makes sense, you know? Totally. And I told my husband, who has a nonprofit for autistic children for karate, and I said, you know, these kids are actually super old souls, and oh. they agreed to come in yep. with these challenges to teach us and help us grow and reach enlightenment or the next level. So, you know, and, that also. And you can see it in their eyes, Maureen. When you look at these new little crystal children that have autism or Asperger's or whatever, their eyes are different. They're so clear. They're like so bright and light. And you can literally, uh-huh. I know this sounds like super woo woo, but you can literally see like the dimensions in the cosmos inside of them. It's just like the wildest thing. And then people will be like, well, my, you know, because my husband also, we're, we're like the same person. So my husband, as you know, has a dojo just like your husband does. And he works with a lot of children who have, you know, ADHD and ADD and autism and Asperger's and whatever. And those children, they respond so well to being in the dojo because it just like, I don't know, it just like lets them be totally like who they are. And it's so weird because I'll be in there with my husband and I'll see the parents, you know, schlep their kids in and the parents are total zombies. Like they have no idea that they have this special fucking being as their child. And And I'm almost like looking at the kid like, and I'm talking to them with my mind, like, I know who you are. You know, and you can hear them back say, I know, I know, and I see you. And oh. like, and I, and I look at them and I, I can like I hear them being that. like, can you, be, can you believe these two are my fucking parents? Like, I really got a raw deal with this fucking life contract. <laughs> Even though they chose those parents oh to God. hopefully help them. Can we talk about that for a second? Because do people mm. ever come for you when you say like, this is your life contract, you chose this? Like people do not like to hear that. They get very angry when I say things like that. Do you ever come into, into that kind of? Well. Yeah, well, here's where it gets really difficult because let's say I just read a mom and um, her son committed suicide. And so she was like, I just can't believe that this was the contract that he chose. And I said, here's my take. And I won't know till I get there. But yes, we have a soul contract, things that we are supposed to accomplish in this lifetime to get us closer to God, enlightenment, whatever you want to call it but we have free will. And unfortunately, I feel that your son was just too overwhelmed with the contract and what he needed to accomplish that his free will decisions took him out before he could accomplish X, Y, Z on the list. And then I, and I feel like a lot of kids too, that are turning to drugs and addiction, they're extremely special. Um, My, my bipolar kids, like they're, they say bipolar on earth here, but they're really like the star seeds and amazing kids. They don't know what to do with all the energy. So instead of tools like, oh, you know, this special, whatever, learning math way, it's like, no, they need meditation. They need yoga. They need acupuncture. They need to know about sound bowls and selenite and crystals and things like that. So they don't have the natural tools to help them process that influx of energy. And then they, they take drugs to not feel to numb, to numb. And I mean, a a good amount do are injured in say football sports or whatever. They have a back injury and then they get addicted that way, but they also don't have the tools. So 
yeah, there's something to be said for that. But the these kids with challenges, no matter what it is, even if they're nonverbal, I can talk to them like you said you do. And when my sister was hit by a car, she was in a coma for a year at 15 years old, brain dead, shunts. We planned her funeral and she didn't pass. And I used to, I, I quit eighth grade. I didn't go for the whole year. She was 15. Much. I was 13. Yeah. <laughs> Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Oh, God. That's instead how I of, about my period, too. Instead of that book, I was reading Shirley MacLaine coming out of my body in Peru. Do you remember? Oh, Shirley, she is a real fucking goat. She is the yeah. greatest of all time. She is the MVP because she was saying shit on mainstream media. but And people Wait, thought she was Looney Tunes. Remember back in the 80s? She was like, I'm doing past life regression with Dolores Cannon. And everyone's like, this lady's a fucking wacko. But she was like way ahead of her time. Way ahead. So I used to go to the hospital. I could read all the kids in comas. I would tell the nurse, oh, his mother's Pat and she hasn't been to visit in two years. She's a nurse. They'd be like, who, who told you that? Oh John, John, I put this in my book. John did. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, he's talking to me. They're like, and he's like, you know, uh, but he was talking to me. Wow. So you, everybody, you can connect subconsciously. So let's say through COVID, you couldn't say goodbye to somebody. They could hear you, everybody. Yes. Your love, your con higher consciousness sending them messages, talking to them. And now all of your loved ones deceased, that's how you communicate. Telepathically, through energy, Same through way. brainwave energy. Same so way. That's, a, that's the thing too. I always thought, you know, when I go to your shows and I watch what you do and people just like, I feel so bad. I didn't get to say bye to them. And it was like, dude, you were standing by their bedside as they were transitioning. You were saying all kinds of things to them. They heard you and they still uh -huh, hear you. Uh -huh. I know that we had this conversation. I talked to my ancestors who are no longer here all of the time. I conjure them every day. I say, you know, I, I have this little thing that I do in the morning and I call in my power posse, I call it. That's what I write about in my book. And I say like, you know, God, goddess, universal life force energy, all of my angels and my guardians and my guides and my loved ones who are no longer here on this earth plane and all of my ancestors who came before me, fill up my vessel and surround me with <coughs> your light, your love, your ancient wisdom, all that stuff. And I feel the shift in the room. I feel it and I feel I them that. come into me. Why do we think, and why do you think, because you're the expert on this, why do you think that people don't understand that fact that we can call upon our ancestors and our loved ones and we can have conversations with them at any moment in time? Like just people get so obsessed with the three-dimensional and the physical meat puppet and people don't realize that we are not our three-dimensional body selves. That's just the vehicle that we as a soul use to animate. So that we can exactly. do, do our life contracts. I love that. And I just think that for some, it's just too much to wrap their brain around. And they just, I don't know, they're stuck in the cycle of like work and not sleeping and feeling sick and dis-ease and, and manifesting in the body. Because I studied Chinese medicine for years. And like when things are not flowing right, you know, you, you're going to get the back pain, the knee pain and whatnot. But also us overthinkers and not being able to quiet your mind so you can lead with your heart and be able to feel and heal. So they get really wrapped up in just this earthly, like you said, three-dimensional life that they can't find the joy through the pain. They can only yes. feel the pain and then they're married to the pain. So it's like, this is all I know. Yes. And I love to see the transition when I teach them. Like I'm like, listen, your mind, body, and soul, like if you connect it 
and you connect, you know, the gut health with your brain health and your depression, your anxiety, you can change your life and you have the tools and food is medicine. And that's where you come in, Katie. And I just did, I know I'm jumping around, but I just did, I just did your, your program. And I had Achilles tendonitis. I have like sciatica. I have like neck problems all gone when you taught me how, you know, how to eat correctly and get 28 days. I mean, so fast, boom, get the sugar out, you get all the crap out and just eat pure and, you know, meat and, and veggies and whatever. Like, so I just also say that when you're doing your readings, when you're super clean, Mm -hmm. like with your food, Yep. And, you're, and even when you're like doing intermittent fasting, you say your readings are off the charts, right? Yes. So when I, so last year I cut out sugar for nine months and my readings were through the roof because sugar is inflammation in the body. And when I did vegan, um, it, that was really tough for me and it doesn't really match with my blood type. I'm O positive. So eating, eating for your blood type, I think makes a lot of sense. And O positive, you need, I don't like red meat, but you're supposed to eat a lot of red meat and yeah. a lot of protein. And so, um, but I did that. I did no dairy. I do no gluten anyway, and no GMOs, which are genetically modified, no pesticides, herbicides. What about booze? And, Were you boozing? No. And and um, drink. so I, I'm a one and done kind of gal. Oh, you're a cheap date. So I was doing, if I was going to have one, it was Tito's soda. Yes. No sugar. But right now, um, yeah, I'm off of alcohol and I'm much clearer because it's poison, honestly. And, it is. and then we're very human. And after a show, I felt like, oh, I need to come down. I need a drink. Oh, we had this whole conversation. Like we're so high when we're doing like an event, you know, because I do I don't do the same thing as you, but I do events as well where I channel a lot of what I'm saying. And then after I would be so fuck, fucked up, I would be like shaking and I'd be like, I just mm. need something grounding. So I would eat like a big, heavy meal. And I would eat, I would drink a couple glasses of wine or a couple of vodka sodas or whatever. And I would yeah. feel in the moment better, but then it w- became a vicious cycle of like, do the work ground, do the work ground. And we have to ground in different ways, not with the food and the alcohol. Cause it's just, it's, it's a, it's almost like a old hat. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, we know better. Why are we doing I, this? I know. And then you have not only that body hangover, but an energy hangover and combine the two. And it takes like, it would take me like three days to get through it. And literally that was just like one drink. And you're doing and sometimes d- days on end of shows back to back to back to back shows. Back to back. How the hell do you handle that? I mean, and I, I don't drink caffeine. I, I never have. Um, so I am just running on energy, but what happens is I need to have care, like self-care. And I need to go in the woods every day. So I tree bathe with my dogs. Love it. There's something to be said for that, everybody. My so. shaman is the biggest person about Shin Rin Yoku, which is the fo- forest bathing. And he is like, you have to do that. That's the way to ground. And I do it all the time because I live on 300 acres of conservation land. And I always eat. And if I can't go out into the woods and do like a full hike, I will just go and I'll put my feet on the bare ground, even if it's mm-hmm. like cold as fuck. And, you know, in New Hampshire and that grounds that. And I ask, say, please, you know, ground me, help me ground down into Mother Earth, blah, blah, blah. And set the intention and instantly changes the vibrational frequency of myself. And I know that you can say the same. I do. And I feel like everybody just get. All, even like through the winter, get in the grass, 
don't have your phone next to your pillow. Tur- turn off 5G. Yes. You go to your settings. Go to you know to sell. It's and not going to fuck your phone. Up. You're still going to be able to use your. See, people think if I turn off 5G, then I won't have good cell service, and that's not true. Nope. I have exactly the same, but you're not getting all, you know, the microwaves and and all that kind of stuff. And And I'm sure that must fuck up your um, connection to your readings too. If you're always in 5G, you know what, you you know, would be really cool. You should do this as an experiment. This just came to me. You should make everyone in your, like when you have events say you can have your phone on, but you have to turn off 5G in this room and see what happens to your readings if they get crazier. Wow, I mean, that's just think, a great idea. I don't know. I just that came to me. Yep, interesting. Because I'm sure idea. it blocks you. I mean, can you imagine you're in a room with 250 people, and all that 5G is just pouring into there? And then, as you know, because I've been to your shows before, like, you know, some people are so fucking nervous when they go in there. They have to have a couple of drinks to settle, mm-hmm. and then it's just that weird energy. Yeah, because I'm the only medium that allows alcohol oh, at my really? events. I didn't yeah. know that. Because it really is a no-no because it lowers your vibration. So we, I want the highest vibration possible. So 5G lowers it. Your diet lowers it. So if you're eating just a lot of processed foods and crap and, you know, a lot of gluten, just the heavy desserts and sugar, your vibration is lower and I can't read you as well. If you are drinking, I notice the people that are really buzzed at my events, they don't get readings. No, I, I can't get through I that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so blocked off. That's so funny that you say that. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to Maureen, Maureen's show, don't get Liddy like a titty, like stay sober or just can, have one. Yeah. Or you can, or you can drink your fucking face off after. But like, if you really are going there with the intention of someone that you want to talk to to come through like don't be a, don't be a slob kebab mm. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a slob kebab I so maureen that. if people are trying to um because i know you teach this in maureen hancock university but are, mm-hmm. if people are trying to get more in sync with all their clairs right what would be your best advice uh, so obviously watch your food so no gluten no sugar watch your alcohol right like what mm-hmm. what are uh, some other things that they can do to kind no 5g what about sleep and exercise and meditation all that kind of stuff yeah so to clear your mind so you can raise your vibration you want to do something that moves the body so whether you're going on a walk in the woods taking a yoga class i love tai chi and qigong and even just getting into a qigong practice you can find on youtube i actually have my meridian stretches right on youtube just do maureen hancock meridian stretches and it should come up and you did you a whole thing for ambitious academy which they loved when you did all that meridian stretching like they adored that that was the oh, I best education yeah thank you for that and it's about like it's it's getting an acupuncture treatment without paying 80 bucks so you're stretching all the lines of meridians so you want to drink a ton of water every day you want to try to do ph water uh one thing that you showed me Katie that's helped me a lot lately I wake up in the morning and I fill a whole like empty almond jug a whole gallon of water I put Himalayan sea salt I squeeze a lemon into it and then I put a little bit of a teaspoon of baking soda and I put some potassium in it and I shake it up and I'm still drinking that every day we call that just juice we call that the jizz juice because it does taste like I mean I've never tasted that in my life but 
I heard through the grapevine from the dirty girls that that's what it tastes like. But it tastes, I... it's the best electrolyte ever. And like all, so the baking soda cleans and <laughs> balances your thumb. I'm going off on a tangent now. I just didn't know what that meant until yeah, now. It's just juice. I know. I know. I... That's what we call it. Get that's me a defibrillator. <laughs> Stat. I'm deceased. But the baking soda actually um, pH balances your bladder and kidneys, which is so important as you're detoxing because your your organs go through so much when you're detoxing all the, the junk, right? The lemon juice actually alkalizes your system. So a lot of people think that lemons are super acidic, but they're actually very alkalizing. The potassium chloride obviously balances your electrolytes and so does the, the pink Himalayan salt. So when you are, um, say you're intermittent fasting or you're doing some extended fasting or even even just like keeping super hydrated during the day because a lot of people just drink like fucking tap water kid they live and in they're Celtic, dehydrated and they don't know why and they're full of heavy metals and i won't even go down that that yeah. road but yeah the ph water is so important and then the jizz juice is that's all we drink in and bitches I love it. And with Himalayan pink sea salt, the ionization, like it's so high that it raises your vibration. So I also will get the the Himalayan pink sea salt for the bath. You can order it on Amazon. It won't clog your, your thingy. And it, I used to do Epsom salt baths. Now I do pink, pink oh, Himalayan tell sea me salt. more because I do a lot of Epsom oh. salts bath because I get a lot of cramping. Muscle so cramping. it's, um, it's 10 times more powerful than Epsom salt. Oh, no shit. So if you're looking at how it raises the vibration, how you go into a sea salt room, Himalayan pink sea Duh. salt room, it's the same thing. But if you put your body in it and you're marinating in it, uh, it's it's going to help you raise your vibration. So my school, it's the online courses. And we go, I go live once a month for an hour and a half, the first Monday of every month, teaching, reading people, blah, blah, blah. But I teach you about raising the vibration. How do you do that? So it's definitely through diet, clean eating, getting pesticides out, not taxing, taxing your liver. And then about getting in the ocean. I mean, that's better than a sea salt bath too. Of course. At but, home. If you, but if you're landlocked, you know, you live in Idaho or some shit, take a pink Himalayan sea salt bath like once once a week or something. It pulls the inflammation out of the body like Epsom salt. It also pulls grief out of the body. Um, get in the woods every day. Meditate. Pray. Uh, anything that you can think of that's going to quiet your mind. So get into that space and you will be a clearer channel to hear, see, feel. Don't question it. Don't try not to let your mind take over and you can have conversations with them. Uh, you can, before you go to sleep at night, think of your best memory with your loved one in spirit for five minutes. Maybe it was oh, just Disney, that. a cruise, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever. Go through it for five minutes. It opens a portal so they can step into your dream state and they can give you a hug. They can talk to you. So that's something that everybody can try. Because when there's when you're when you are asleep and you're in your dream state, you're still alive, but you're in a different dimension of reality. It's actually a higher dimension when you're sleeping. And our loved ones that are no longer in physical form are in a higher dimension of reality, right? They're like in the five D and up, depending on like, you know, how how much they were squeezing their beads on earth or whatever, right? And right. you can do that because you allow yourself to go into those higher dimensions of reality. And I think that people don't think that they're energetically strong enough to be like, I would like to have a dream with my grandmother tonight. I don't think that people think that they can achieve that. But what you just said, I love so much. Like, so before you go to bed, 
go through a, a, a like a movie in your mind of yes. the beautiful day that you spent with that person and ask them to come through. And I've actually done this haphazardly. I didn't really do this because you told me, but I love this. I'm going to do this more. Um, I never dreamt about my grandmother. I always would be like, I wish I would dream about my, my grandmother. I wish I would dream about my grandmother. And just recently, I started dreaming of her. So I don't know why that's happening. Maybe it's because I'm becoming cleaner and more open or whatever, but... You are. Interesting. And my my mom has come nine days in a row. Like my mom, I might go a year without a dream. Wow. And of course, I'm like, am I dying? Is she coming to get me? I just asked my brother yesterday. I'm like, am I going to die? Like, Why do you think she's go- coming to you like that? Why do you think? Well, I'm not really sure. I mm. think, you know, for support, I think I've been burning the candle at both ends. Um, I'm really nervous. I'm heading to Portugal to do a retreat. So exciting, though. You're going to have freaking time in your life. I don't leave the country. And so my anxiety has been getting out. I've been having heart palpitations. I'm like, am I going into congestive heart failure? You know, <laughs> you start to like mind fuck yourself, right? I'm like looking up different diseases and how long do <laughs> I have to live? I'm human, too. And I'm a medium. People say, like, don't she don't doesn't she know? I'm like, I know for other people. I don't know my own shit. Okay? Oh, see, that's another thing, too, is all these people are always like, well, if you're a medium, you should know your own. Th-. It's like, it doesn't fucking work like that. It doesn't no. work like that. It's just like if I do self-reiki, it's not as strong as if I, I put know. my hands on somebody else. Same. But everyone should get some type of energy work done, whether, you know, it's like you can do the Qigong yourself. And then you're moving energy in the body. You're getting the yin and yang back in order. Your chakras aligned. Do chakra meditation. I have that right on YouTube as well. So there's a lot going on there. But take better care of yourself because when when it comes out in pain, physical pain, it has the energy that's not flowing correctly. You have um, deficiencies and excesses in the flow of energy in the body. It's now in the physical form. And you have to peel that artichoke to find the heart again yes, and yes. do the work. And yeah, you've helped me so much, Katie, too. Because you're so into Chinese medicine, I have a question for you. Do you feel like since we've been going through the COVID, do you feel like there's a, and you know, COVID is lung stuff, right? What is, I want people to hear this from an expert. What is the lungs attached to in Chinese medicine energetically? So the lungs are attached to grief. So a lot, especially parents I work with who have lost a child, like they tend to be more susceptible to lung things like bronchitis or a cough, pneumonia, pneumonia, like things like that. And the lung is paired with the large intestine. So that's the mother-daughter pair and the meridians. And the large intestine is about letting go or not being able to release. And you may have plumbing problems. And that will show you that your large intestine is in excess or sometimes deficient. But the lungs are usually uh, deficient in most people that are grieving. So it has to do with letting go. And you can grieve a relationship, a job, a past loved one. So I think we're always grieving something, something that isn't isn't here anymore or that we miss. Um, And so there's a lot to say for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because I watch, you know, I like to watch human behavior and I'm a people watcher. And I noticed that like every time one of my clients would let their vibrational frequency drop and they would go into this grief spiral of like, you know, during the pandemic, like, oh my God, uh, like I'm losing my business and like uh, my husband doesn't want to be with me anymore or my grandmother died and I didn't get to say bye to her. Within like a couple of days, they had full-blown COVID. 
Mm-hmm. And it was like they opened themselves up energetically to allow this virus to come into their body. Whereas if someone was super strong energetically, you know, physically, emotionally, all the things, right? They would maybe have someone that had COVID right next to them coughing all over them, but they, they would not be susceptible and open to get it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Or yes, like- because no, it totally does. Because I mean, I was doing audiences. So it was short during the, the, the shutdown, but then it, when it opened up, you know, I'm back to 100, 200, 300 people never getting it. And it took two years. And I, I know the moment that it came in for me and my husband brought it home from a dirty karate school near Rhode Island. And, um, yeah, he's coughing in my face or whatever, but I wasn't sleeping. My immune system dropped. I wasn't taking my supplements. I wasn't eating right. I was eating shit and my immune system dropped. And then I got fearful. I'm my language. I'm going to get this now because of you. And I did. Yeah. Where other times I know I was exposed. I was, I was with, um, just hanging out like with a friend of mine, full blown, right in my face, didn't know. And then he ended up in the hospital, almost died, but we, we were all with him. Nobody, like my kids didn't get it. I didn't get it. See, is that, it's so freaking amazing. It's so amazing. So staying strong, immune system, getting plenty of sleep, eating right, drinking a ton of water. Even if you just remember to just squeeze half a lemon in water every morning. Alkalize your body. Throw in some Himalayan salt. Yes. It's, it's amazing. Do you have any uh, like parting words for people who intuitively know that they have a gift but they're afraid to step into the power or they're afraid to like be criticized or ridiculed by people or you know we get you and i get called every fucking name in the book snake oil salesman i'm a fraud i'm a fake i'm a charlatan i'm all this shit and i know you've experienced too we've had these conversations before so it is it's not an easy road to walk when you're in the realm that we're in do you have any kind of like advice for the people out there that have this you know gift and they're just afraid to step into it Yeah. So you all have abilities. And I feel that letting go of fear or what people think of you. And when you leave your ego at the door, you can soar. (gasps) Where did that just come from? Oh my God. That needs to be a t-shirt. When you leave your ego at the door, you you can soar. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, you have to practice. So for those, everybody has abilities. If you want to build those abilities, find a spiritualist church near you. They all have circles. You sit in circle, you practice this online stuff. There's my online university, which by the way, if anybody is listening, um, that's interested in the university, email me through my website, maureenhancock.com. And I am about to run a special for $50 off for the year. Nice. And it's, it's only 200 bucks for the whole year. We, I go live once a month. There's 10 minute uh, videos already pre-recorded, but get into your own practice. Start to believe in yourself. Stop with the self-doubt. I have so many like practicing mediums that drop off. They're like, I don't know. I feel like I'm just like trying too hard. Yeah, you are. And I just feel like, you know, nothing's coming to me. Well, take a look at what's going on in your life, your stress level. What are you doing to better the area around you so that you can be a clear channel to receive? And if you're trying to force it because you're trying to pull parlor tricks for people so they know that you're legit, it's going to blow up in your 
fucking face. Well, when you go to give a validation, if it doesn't feel right and you know coming out, you're like, oh, this isn't going to fit. This doesn't feel right. You already know a true hit is going to hit you a few times. It's going to be like, say, Michael, say, Michael, say, Michael, say, Michael. And it doesn't leave you alone. So it's very nudgy. Spirit is nudgy. They won't leave you alone until you act on it or until you call somebody or things like that. But have medium ethics. We're all mediums. That's what I want to say, and I'm sticking to it. I love it. I love it. So there's some really exciting things coming down the Maureen Hancock pipeline in the next couple of months. So obviously, you said all of your shows right now are like sold out pretty much. You're yeah, I just killing it, girl. I did. I just just added if you're in the New England area, um, I just added the Marilyn Rodman Performing Arts Center, which is the Foxborough Theater oh, yeah. in Foxborough, Mass. So that's on sale for February. Just went on sale. Nice. Uh, there's a, a few left for some. I have Norwell Company Theater. There's some left for not the December show, but after that great holiday gift idea. Yes, it is. Um, I just posted the a grief retreat, which is only 20 people. Everyone gets a reading at the Silver Fountain Inn in Dover, New Hampshire. That's Ooh. on my website. Yep. There's only like, go. There's only nine rooms and wow. it's it's I'm teaching with my sister, Rosie, who's a grief coach. She lost her son. Uh, it's absolutely amazing. So you can find everything. And I'm going to do an online uh, Zoom for the holidays, a postcards from heaven. So I'll list that too. So you can be anywhere in the world and and tune in. And tickets are only 20 bucks for that. And people so. also travel from all across the globe to go to your shows. Because the last show that I was at, there were people from all over the country. I'm talking like the other side of the country, like Texas, Mississippi, California. I was like, damn. Yeah, they are. Uh, they're, they're traveling, girl. They are because I don't have a lot out of, you know, I do have Costa Rica on top of a mountain. I was going to uh, say April, that. April 25th at a place called Loa, which it's we incredible. both know. This is my third retreat there because I'm obsessed. They eight indigenous tribes planted crystals all over the top of this mountain. All your anxiety is gone. Depression. You literally shake with like joy. I, when I leave, I can't wait to go back. So oh. that's all on MarmeneHancock.com. And I'm going to be at Canyon Ranch in um, Tucson, Arizona in Ooh, February. I'm so jealous. I'm so freaking jealous. And that's, you know, sh little groups of like 10 to 15 people where everyone gets a reading. So, so it's a lot of money to go there, but it's I don't worth care. It. It's bougie and I'm here for it. I, I, we deserve a little bougie-ness in our lives once in a while. So you just have to. The best ways to work with Maureen is number one, Maureen Hancock University is the lowest barrier entry way to work with you because it's the, the, you know, the most cost effective if you're on a budget. It, but you 25 bucks a month 25 bucks a month or 200 a year it's 249 on my website so if they pay in full it's 249 you're going to be running a special but it's 25 dollars a month if they want to pay in installments correct mm -hmm. so that's number one number two you always have shows so you want to go to maureenhancock.com mm -hmm. and check out all of our shows because you can buy the tickets right then and there you're going to be doing some incredible retreats. So you're going to be in Portugal soon, which is totally sold out. So I'm jealous about that, but it is what it is. And then you're going to be in Costa Rica. You have all, all these incredible retreats coming up. Um, and then you're also going to be at Bichapalooza because we have that capital dinner 
yes a capital grill dinner and you're going to be there and that people are like jizzing in their pants literally like every time i talk about it they're like swing swing so that's really exciting and you don't do one-on-one readings anymore so a lot of people say to me well can i just like hire her to read me so you don't do that like that's a old that's a thing in the past well because i volunteer my time with cancer children so i have a lot of i only take end stage so i'm helping them through it's just this such warriors the end of this lifetime and the parents and I do free readings for parents who just lost children, but I have over a thousand on a list. So that's my stuff. But if you have lost a child physically, go to helping parents heal. It's an online group on Facebook. I'm I speak for them. They have mediums every week who do free readings and events. Yeah. So, but Bitchapalooza, just for my people that are going to be hearing this, tell me about that. So, well, you know, Bitchapalooza is obviously it's a three day event and it's going to be a spiritual event, but you know that I like to have unadulterated, psychotic fun. Like I'm 12 years old at a slumber party and like we're brushing each other's hair. So Bitchapalooza is January 6th, 7th, and 8th. It's a three-day event. I have more. I have you coming. I have um, Victoria Duke, who is Jennifer Lopez's makeup artist. She's coming with her whole glam squad. We're doing hair, makeup, styling, makeovers on um, the Sunday. But so on Friday, we're going. It's a full moon, you know, because I'm a witchy bitch. So I chose that weekend to do bitch blues so we're going to do full moon rituals all day and we're going to have a burning ceremony on that friday and then after our burning ceremony we're going to do bitch olympics which is the fucking funniest thing ever like it's like literally third grade birthday party but like we're all like 40 year old women and up right i want to be a kid again you have to have fun right like inner child healing is so important you have to have fun and find joy like we did when we were little kids and then the seventh um, are healing sessions and all these different modalities all day. And then we have DJ RDV coming in, who's one of the biggest DJs in Boston. And we're going to have a pajami, jammy jam dance party. So everyone's dressing up in like onesie pajamas and we're going to freaking dance like it's the eighth grade dance all over again. And is that at your studio? That's at Katie Boyd's Misfit Club in Hudson, New Hampshire. And then on that Sunday... Victoria is going to be doing a whole beauty makeover with her glam squad. And then a limousine picks us up at about noon to bring us all to the Capitol Grill. We'll have a mistress mind dinner. It's going to be fabulous. I, of course, I rented the Capitol Grill out the whole thing for the day just wow. for my people. And you're going to be there and you're going to be doing your thing. And uh, that's dinner the- and drinks with the dead. It's oh, a good time. Dinner and drinks with the dead. I'm here for it. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait for the because gr- I have girls coming from all over the world. Sweden, um, Australia. Germany, like girls coming from everywhere. Is it sold out? There's a handful of tickets because it's really funny. We were sold out and then, um, you know, we sold our tickets so long ago and life happens, shit happens. And so some people are like, I bought the ticket, but I can't go. So we actually have a handful of tickets open if anyone is... um, want to live there. It's life changing. It's life changing. And we've done events before, you and I. Yes. They're so fucking fun. Oh, like I it's serious wait. shit. You know, we're talking about serious shit, but I am the kind of person and I know that you are in the same vein as me where it's like, we can do the dark shit. We can do this heavy stuff, but you gotta like kind of um, weigh it out and balance it with fun. Just mm-hmm. unadulterated, like pee your pants, hold your foo-foo fun. And yes. that's what I, that's what I want. I can do all the hard shit, but I have to have fun. 
And I know you have the same way. I mean, everything that you're offering and yeah, you say like, okay, this is so much fun, but it peels back the layers so that energetically, like you can live your best life leaving Bitchapalooza. And just when you laugh, we're going to cry and you're healing, you're dancing, you're moving your body, yes. all of it. And, and I, I love it. And, and just Katie is just very straightforward. And that's what I love about you. And if I get stuck in a situation, I am definitely like, WWKB, what would Katie Boyd do? Or whatever the fuck. We need to make bracelets. Yeah. What would Katie Boyd do? WWKB. Do you ever conjure my energy? You're like, I'm going to tell this bitch off and I'm going to break her neck. <laughs> do you ever do that? Ever? I do that, but I don't, I, I don't do the break your neck part, <laughs> but I definitely like, cause I never had a voice and, you know, had some childhood trauma stuff like so many Same. and uh, it stifled my voice and I swear to you and I'm going to cry that you helped me get it back Aww, and menopause. <laughs> menopause and being will- dried up <laughs> yeah, man, when you're dry and you're menopausing and then like you listen to me because Maureen and I will get on the phone in the morning. I'll be like, Maureen, you really have to charge more. And she's like, no, but I think this is a good price. I'm like, Maureen, charge more. Like I literally get on you to all the time. To know my worth, right? And I'm yeah. burning the candle at both ends. But and- I think that also has, it comes with how we grew up, right? Like mm-hmm. we are people pleasers. We really want to do the most and we feel bad like charging. But at the end of the day, and you know this because you're a Reiki master teacher and you're into all the energetics, like there has to be a balance of the energies or when it's like a lot of people in the spiritual community, I know, you know, these people, they do all of this free shit for people and then they're living in the fucking poorhouse while everyone else is living their best lives and they're like, yep. they become like martyrs. And I'm like, this is not the way to be. It's like, if you're giving all of this, you should be getting the money back. Like that is in direct proportion of the service and value that you're giving to people because you really honestly, Maureen, I know I'm like lecturing you right now, but you give so fucking much of yourself. It's like, it's literally insane. Like I watch it sometimes. I'll have a conversation with Matt all the time. He's like, man, how does Maureen do it? Like, you know, when we came to your show a couple weeks ago, he was like, this bitch can go like, and I'm very much like you where I can, I just get high off of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just, mm-hmm. go, and then the next day I'm like, help, help me, help me. I'm poor. <laughs> Right, there's a colonial one on the way. There's something they're not she's turning out. butter. She's turning butter. It's coming out of me like lava, <laughs> dude. I, I literally am like, hello, I'm Mrs. Inglesias. Every fucking day of my life, stove is an appliance. <laughs> nice name, stove. But that's it's true. Like we can't do this, and I did it for so many years. So I think that great friendships and peer group friendships, like we have, we are a good mirror for ourselves to be like more. And there's parts of me that you're like, stop doing that. Like when I'm like, I'm going to break her fucking neck. And you're like, you need to chill the fuck out right now. And I'm like, okay, I'll listen to you, mama. I'll listen to you. It's the same exact thing. Okay, bitches. I'm literally holding my fufu because I'm about to pee my pants laughing because Maureen fucking cracks me up because I'm literally talking to her while we're finishing the podcast and all of a sudden her screen just goes blank because we're doing this on a podcast recording platform called StreamYard. And she texts me. She's like, my freaking laptop just died. I don't understand. And it's really funny because Maureen and I had did a podcast at my house. She actually traveled up to New Hampshire and we recorded a podcast this summer at my home. And my incredible uh, podcast editor, poor bastard, 
uh, Mr. Ed Sullivan's like, um, the, the the podcast with Maureen, like you sound good, but you can hardly barely hear her. And I swear on my grandmother's soul, every time that I get spooky people that have a lot of high energy on my podcast, there's always a problem with the sound. It also happened with a couple of other people um, earlier in the year with Ambitious. And I had to call her and I had to say, Maureen, you're going to kill me. But this is what happened. She's like, oh, my God, don't even worry about it. I just filmed with another famous uh, medium, Colette Baron reed And we had to film three times. We had to record three times because the same shit was happening. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't feel so bad. So I wanted to say that I apologize for how the podcast ended. But obviously, you got the fucking gist. You know all the places where you can get in touch with Maureen from Maureen Hancock University to MaureenHancock.com. All her events are there, all her retreats, all of her upcoming offerings. Like I said, Maureen is one of my closest friends. She's a soul sister to me. She's someone that I talk to on a daily basis. And I just absolutely adore her. And I'm so grateful for her taking time out of her busy life, even though her freaking laptop shit the bed during our end of our podcast to record this because I know it's going to help so many of you out there in ambitious land who have this power, this God-given gift and talent of mediumship or any of the Claire's, and you're just afraid to step into it because you're afraid of ridicule or whatever is going to, in your mind, becoming um, your way out of fear. And the more that we can step into our power, the better. And Maureen really was speaking all that victory into us today on this podcast. So I am so grateful, Maureen. Thank you so much for doing this for me for a second time. Oy vey. But I wanted to come on here also and let you know that because I want to keep everything here in Ambitious fresh, and I want to really create these podcasts from a place of rest and service and giving value. And if I'm a burnt out bitch, ain't no one going to get any service and any true value because I'm not being authentic. So what I'm planning on doing, and I know I had spoken about this a little while back, was I plan on recording my podcast almost in series. So what we'll do is we'll do 12 weeks of the Ambitious Podcast, and we're going to take a month off, and then 12 weeks of the Ambitious Podcast, and then take a month off so that I can be inspired, so I can kind of you know, just take a step back and say, okay, like, what do I really want to talk about? And who are the guests that I really want to have on this ambitious podcast that are going to speak victory and empower and educate and inspire and entertain? So I want to let you guys know that if you're listening to this podcast, it is right before Thanksgiving, and we're taking the rest of 2022 off. So the next ambitious podcast will be entitled How to Make 2023 your bitch. Okay. It's going to be how to really step into your power in this new year. And that is going to be coming out in about four weeks. Okay. So in the meantime, don't forget about the ambitious podcast and the ambitious movement. Please come over to our ambitious app. You can just go to my website. You can join the app here in the show notes, and you can also do it um, on my Instagram. Link is in the bio because that's where the real stuff is happening. The ambitious app is full of value, full of service, full of sisterhood, as we like to call it, the bitchterhood. And I'm telling you, there's no other um, app or social media platform that is doing what we're doing. And I hope that you join it. And have an amazing rest of the 2022. And I'm looking so forward to all the ambitious levels that we are going to be going to and experiencing in 2023, because I really feel like this is our year coming up. 
I love you guys. Enjoy the holidays. If you do enjoy the holidays, I do not. So I will not be participating. I'm going to do my own ambitious shit. You know how I roll. And in the meantime, don't forget to stay ambitious. And I will see you in 2023.